Welcome to the Growth Lab. I am Tej Singh, personal growth enthusiast, world traveler, sales professional on a spiritual journey to live my highest expression. This podcast is meant for individuals looking to evolve in all aspects of their lives. I interview leaders and coaches that have a passion to grow beyond the status quo and expand into their highest potential. Let's dive into it as we help you get 1% better with every episode. Welcome to the third episode of Growth Lab. Super excited to announce your guest, Robert McKennis. Robert, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Tej. Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to be a special, special podcast. Uh, entertain me as I go through a quick intro about Rob, uh, and then I'll pass it to Rob to get more elaborate uh, in, into, into his introduction. Uh, but professionally, uh, Robert is the CEO and founder of a coaching business called Soul, uh, Soul Venture. Uh, his business uh, actually helps corporate professionals navigate a smooth transition out of their career and, and into their entrepreneurial calling. Uh, before that, Rob was a director of sales at Text Us. Uh, previously to that, account executive at Trustpilot, and then also a district manager at Vector Marketing. So he's he's been accustomed to the sales roles, but then now he started his uh, his coaching business, which we'll get into a lot in the in the conversation today. Uh, personally, Rob and I had actually met as a part of a mastermind uh, in SF. Uh, I've seen him evolve in front of my eyes and really act on what he teaches. Uh, so a lot, lot of what he covers today and, and introduces to us, I've seen him integrate that into his life, which will be exciting to cover. Uh, you know, I've seen him be steadfast in living with authenticity and also with alignment. Uh, he's always looking to strive for his highest alignment and to help others do the same. Uh, and as an as a overall uh, umbrella for the, for the episode today, uh, you know, we're going to be covering Rob's journey to starting uh, his coaching business, Soul Venture, and, and why did he start the company in the first place? Uh, you know, why is it important to be connected to your purpose uh, in your work? And then also, how do you uncover your calling and integrate that into your life? Um, so, Rob, let's really start with your journey to starting Soul Venture. Right? I think there's going to be a lot of points that we'll get into. So let's 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 start there and and take us through elaborate. Uh, uh, kind of journey of how you how you got to where you are today. Yeah, thanks for thanks again for having me, Tej. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for the kind words. And thank you for being on the journey with me. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah, I'll just start from the very beginning. Um, my whole life growing up, I kind of had like two polar opposite ends of my family. Um, my mom was uh, born in the country Jordan, in the Middle East. Uh, she was one of 10 siblings. Uh, they pretty much came to America, um, you know, uh, in the 70s, uh, pretty much with absolutely nothing. They all lived in Jersey City, New Jersey, um, you know, in a one-bedroom apartment, all of them. And to keep up, her four brothers, uh, my uncles, um, you know, all became like successful entrepreneurs. And watching them, you know, grow up, I was very inspired, um, you know, to kind of be one. And I kind of identified as one very early on. My father's side of the family um, was kind of like the complete polar opposite. They were a very small knit spiritual religious family. Um, and so growing up, I had like these two polar opposite ends, like one side was a bunch of party animals and entrepreneurs. And the other side was um, super religious and spiritual and uh, very proper. Uh, yeah. So I grew up kind of having like this, like, you know, these two ends of different aspects of the world and being able to see them. Um, you know, I've always been very, um, 
grateful to be able to see different vantage points um, and different uh, viewpoints of the world. And so I grew up identifying, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, I knew I wanted to do it. I wanted to get involved. And uh, at a young age, um, I was 21. So I was in my junior year, a summer of going into senior year. Sorry, I finished my junior year, summer of senior year, going into college. Uh, I had my first business and uh, pretty much I got my, I got my ass kicked. Um, I, it failed really miserably and um, it was actually the best thing that happened to me. And then uh, fresh out of college and two years after, um, I started a, a second business, which was the same model, uh, but I tried it again after having a year, like an apprenticeship under a manager who really helped train me and develop me. And um, I did it again. And this time it did better, but I still got my ass kicked, just not as much. Um, and so pretty much they, to, it, it, to the way I look at them is like, on paper, from a business lens, they, you know, they were failed experiences. Um, and I, I truly believe it was the best thing that happened to me because I believe why they failed was because I went into business for the wrong reasons. I went into business for who I thought I was, but not who I remembered myself to be. And so I was living at home. Uh, I, I had lost a lot of money. Um, I was pretty much broke. I, oh, I was in a lot of debt and I had to support myself. Um, so I ended up landing a technology sales role uh, in New York City. Um, I had uh, a three hour round trip commute to work each day. Um, the first six months I did really well. Um, I crushed it. Um, pretty much, you know, like I was the number one rookie. I broke the rookie record. Um, and, you know, I won their president's club award to trip to Aruba. And then it was after the six months, like my first six months with them, like kind of came to, um, you know, and then like my rookie ramp up period, so to speak, kind of ended. I kind of just felt a different energy showing up to work. Um, you know, I started hitting the snooze button more than ever before. I was a snooze button champion. <laughs> um, I was showing up late to work. Um, I was not dressing well for work. I, um, I like had these sensations in my body that were very off. Like my stomach would turn, my throat would close up, my chest uh, would tighten, my heart rate would rise. Like I just really felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I wasn't really seen and I felt like I was kind of like a black sheep. Mm. Um, and I knew I was meant for something bigger um, and, I, and I was getting the call. And to me, all of those, the, the, the sensations in my body and the patterns and habits that I was showing up with, to me, were part of the call. Because I believe, as uh, you know, my mentor, Dr. Donnie Epstein says, like we're either going to experience soul or we're going to experience pain. And to keep it simple, those habits, those experiences, they were painful for me. And so I was showing up to work, and, and it was like right after the, 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 that rookie period ended, I was like, man, like I would much rather be in an entrepreneurial role where I was even losing money, but at least I would be more aligned, you know? And I was like, what would this take? You know, what would this take to, for someone to get out of their career and get back into their entrepreneurial calling? That was my question I asked for myself. And then I went on a journey of self-discovery of uncovering this map. So obviously, you know, our mentor, Ben, you know, worked with Tony. Uh, I've attended a lot of Tony's events. Uh, people like Dr. Donnie Epstein, I've learned a ton from um, Dr. Matthew Reverend Fox, Dr. Joe Vitale, 
other top psychologists, you know, spiritual experts that I could find to really uncover how to navigate this process. And that's really where I came up with a map. And it's really a three uh, kind of step methodology um, that I've helped many of my clients use to navigate the journey of their calling and transitioning into their calling out of their career. And so uh, for the past couple of years, I've been helping many of my clients be able to effectively navigate a smooth transition using this map. And really when I went into this process, it was more for myself. Like I was looking how to like navigate this process for myself. But as I further uncovered where our society is at, I, I started to realize there's two really big trends that are happening right now. The first trend that's happening right now is that there's a new economy emerging right in front of our eyes. We have the rise of robotics. We have the rise of the internet and the rise of social media. The rise of the internet and social media have never made it easier for someone to monetize something that they're good at. And the rise of robotics simultaneously, I believe is going to slowly shrink the middle class and even lower classes too, in terms of their ability to like participate in the workforce. Now, I don't believe robotics is gonna fully eradicate the entire workforce. I, I think they're gonna coexist together. And I think industries are gonna radically change. But I, do believe that for the past 10 years, and there's a lot of economic data on this, that the middle class has been slowly diminishing and shrinking. And I believe in this, this middle class shrinking is creating a way, it, it has, something has to shift for something new to come in, right? So I believe that this shift is happening for this new economy to emerge. And I believe in this new economy, it's binary. It's either you're producing something or you're consuming what someone else is producing. And to take this to the second movement that's happening at the same time is that I believe that there's a massive consciousness movement that's happening. And I believe that these two movements, the new economy and the consciousness movement together are intertwined. And I believe that they're intertwined and they're leading us into a new economy and a new society where soul is the standard. So Nixon got us off the gold standard and I believe now we're entering into the soul standard. And the soul standard really is, and, I, and this isn't just entrepreneurship, I believe this is gonna be every aspect of like how, how we operate, is that if, we're, if you're not, we're not doing something that's aligned, I believe it's gonna be really hard to find something sustainable for the future. And so what I'm here for is to really help people really remember the essence of their bigness and to help them navigate that into this journey of this new economy where they actually may not have to ever rely on a corporate role, but to really actually live from their essence and their soul and to be able to, to combine what they do for work and what they do for, right, like money is really being just one thing, right? The way that they show up, just who they're being is just one unit of influential currency, right? An energetic essence and currency that is just part of who they are. And really monetizing their essence is actually, I believe, a, a way of the future. And I believe it's the most aligned way to do business. I believe entrepreneurship, if done the right way, is the highest form of spirituality. Because if you're just in awakening, if you're just receiving a download, right, but you don't do anything with it, then I'd invite you to look at whether the fact you were awakened in the first place. Because a download is coming through us for a reason. It's where we're given like an order right? Say like, this is what you're here to go do. This is what you're here to go execute, right? In the world. And you have to go do this. And I believe, I believe that entrepreneurship can be the vehicle 
through which we deliver our spiritual mission to the world and our purpose to the world. And um, it's very futuristic. Um, I think we're like very far from that, but I see it happening and I feel like it's actually kind of obvious at the same time. Um, so yeah, that's my story. That's my journey. That's what I do, how I do it. I hope that answers uh, your question. I know there's a lot of loaded stuff we can just talk about. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was great, Rob. Thank you for sharing that. It you know as you were as you were uh, talking, I I was like, okay, I'll pick one or two things that we can go into, <laughs> and there's about ten that I've written down. So uh, so there's <laughs> there's a lot of different avenues, but that was really great stuff. I I hope uh, you know I hope that folks that are listening are, are truly truly listening, right? Not just not just uh, there's a lot of heavy stuff, as you said, right? And then a lot of stuff that you should be taking in, right? And a couple of things that really stood out to me, uh, you know, you mentioned from the top, um, you know, you initially were doing things, right? And the quote that you used was you went to business for who, who you thought you were and not what you remembered yourself to be. Yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned also the point of, um, you know, something that Donnie Epstein said that if you're, uh, if we're either experiencing, we're either going to experience soul or we're either, uh, or we're going to experience pain, uh, yeah. that really stuck out to me as well. Uh, and then, you know, you started getting into how you got to this point of, of really coming about starting, uh, your coaching business and starting soul venture. And you said you went on a self-discovery journey, right? You, you, you went on a journey to kind of identify different parts of yourself uh, and, and really come to the conclusion that your path here on this planet is to help others, uh, you know, connect with their purpose, right? So help us, uh, you know, kind of walk us through wh what did that look like for you, right? Because, you know, as I, as I kind of look at it as a bystander and someone from looking in or someone listening, right, from the, from the eyes or from the shoes of her, of her audience, right? They were thinking, you know, where can I start with this, right? Because what you mentioned was moving someone from their career to their entrepreneurial calling, right? So that's, 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 a, that's a big statement, right? So where can someone start? And then, you know, from there, we can, we can dig a little bit deeper into what does that really mean? What does an entrepreneur, uh, a spiritual entrepreneur calling mean? So let's, let's start with the self-discovery piece. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, in the methodology that I use and that I help my clients through, there's really three stages. So there's finding your path, there's then clarifying your path, and there's beginning to walk your path. And uh, these are what I like to teach to my clients, but I believe this is really true for anyone in their journey, right? Uh, of finding, clarifying, walking. And <clears throat> let's start with finding. So finding, I believe, is about listening to the inherent GPS that we came into this world with. It's about calibrating our compass and our guidance system. And I believe that when we're experiencing pain, right, solar pain, when we're experiencing the pain side of that, it's because in some way, shape, or form, the trajectory that we're on is going to lead us to even more pain. So we have to experience some pain now, right? So we don't go deeper into more pain later. And so I believe that the first step, right, to finding your path is actually recalibrating your compass and listening to the compass. So one of the things I love about our company is our logo. Our logo is, is the compass and the star. So it's the representation of the, the compass on the ground, which is us, right? You're the compass. 
and the star in the sky. And the star can mean anything you want it to mean, your higher power, the universe, God, whatever you call that for you. And I believe that we're just on this journey of further calibrating. It's just a constant journey of calibrating those two, right? So they're in alignment with each other because the star is seeking us as much as we're seeking it, right? So we're on the path together of, of like coming into communion. And I believe that this path is very sacred, right? It's a, it's a communion with life. And so the first step to being in communion with life is really listening to where is life working for you and where is life not working for you right now in the space that you're in. And what that, that looks like is we have places in our bodies. So just like when you buy a phone, right? Or a laptop or any new technology, it always comes pre-programmed. It comes pre-programmed with apps and games and coding on it. I believe that we came into this world pre-wired and programmed with a knowingness, with gifts, with an intelligence and wisdom and a map that we're here to uncover and utilize for this world. And so whenever there's the hell no in our body, right? And wherever that is for you, really learning to honor that as like life is telling you something through your body. So for me, it was a three hour round trip commute to work, hitting the snooze button every day, right? And saying, wow, like something's just not working for me, right? And just looking at that very matter of fact, just like a doctor would look at a patient, right? It's very matter of fact, like this is just not working. And so when I just finally came to acceptance, right, and, and, and just became okay with like, hey, you know what, like this isn't working. And when I finally came to terms with that, I actually had more freedom, right? I had more ability to actually see beyond this pain to like my journey and my path. So I believe step one is really deeply listening to your body. And what that looks like specifically, I think, is presence, and, you know, having some type of presence or stillness practice to listen to where your body is saying one thing and saying another. Um, because I believe the body is the temple. It is the vessel that we deliver our mission to this world with. And really listening and honoring that, right, I think is a huge part of what finding your path really looks like. So that's kind of like what I think is the base first step that anyone can do. Mm -hmm. And whether someone may already have a presence practice, like Tej, I know you have a really great presence practice or someone's just getting started out, like even if you were to go for five or 10 minutes a day, like on a very base level, I think it would really, really help tremendously. So I think that's step one. I can evolve more if you'd like, Tej, but we'll just, I think we'll just pause there for a moment. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's amazing, Rob, as you kind of walk through that. And I like the approach that you take, right? Finding your path, clarifying your path and then walking your path right it kind of shows you a map of what you need to do first and you know as we've as we've uh come to the conclusion in previous episodes as well is in in if you're ever going to lead anything or anyone you've got to lead yourself first and you got to you got to go on a path of self-discovery uh you know on your own so that i love that that's where it starts and you you mentioning re-collaborating your compass right and i really like what you said about you know, when you're looking for your North Star, your North Star is looking for you in the same way, right? So, yeah. so you gotta, you've just got to take initiative to meet in the middle because uh, what you're seeking is seeking you. Um, so, so I love that as well. And, and you know, I think it, it would be good if we kind of get into the, the other two, perhaps just sure. at a high level, right? So walking through the clarifying your path and then walking your path. So what, what, let's get into the second piece there. <clears throat> yeah, so I believe that when we found our path, it's gonna scream at us. It's like, it's gonna say hell yes to us. 
Yeah. And that's how we know when we've like, we're like, wow, this is kind of it for us. Like it feels like the hell yes to us. And so, and by the way, like, I also want to elaborate, like I'm speaking about this as if it happens immediately. Like for some people, like this could be a literally a lifetime journey of just finding, right? For other people, this could happen like in a couple of years. For some people, it can happen in a couple of months. Everyone's at different stages developmentally, right? In their life, right? Everyone comes to like, you know, this journey in different times. So I want to ca like caveat that because like I may speak about it, like it's happening quickly, but this could take time. So I want to just present that. I think that's important for people to hear. Um, so once we found our path, what typically happens next is we see a lot of obstacles that are on our path. So there's a lot of like trees that fell down. There's a lot of boulders that are in the way. And what clarifying our path is all about is about healing the parts of ourselves that have forgotten. So the trees that fell down, the boulders that are in the way, those I believe are the parts of our journey where we might have forgotten who we are. And so our next phase of our journey is actually clearing our path so we can then see our path with clarity. And so as we work through this process of clearing our path, of removing the trees, removing the boulders, right? We then got to work through the aspects of ourselves that might have forgotten, and then we begin to remember. So the call, we started with finding our path. We got a call. The call was pain, typically. There's pain. It's like, this isn't working. And I believe that the pain is there to say, hey, you're here to play bigger in your life beyond this career, beyond this corporate role, beyond this salary and benefits plan. Because I believe, like this is just my truth, I believe that no amount of salary and no amount of benefits will meet the needs of our soul unless it's truly aligned. So like for me, when I was going from Trustpilot to text us, it was totally a move of dollar signs. Like I had dollar signs in my eyes, right? And really like I thought that that would get rid of the pain. But it, the pain was, it didn't go away. It just got more buried with more trees and boulders of me forgetting. And so um, when we work through those parts and aspects of ourselves that might have forgotten, right, that might uh, uh, not be fully remembering, we then get to start to walk our path. So the calling leads us to our remembrance. Our remembrance leads us to a truth about ourselves that we feel really strongly about. And that truth expressed becomes our mission. And so I believe that we are human and we are spiritual and we come into this world with them separated and we're here to bring them together. And as we bring them together, what happens is we become the walking, talking, living, breathing billboard of our mission, message, and truth. And what happens is, is that it becomes a new identity that starts to birth into the world. So the whole process of leaving your career for your calling, it's an identity shift, right? We go from who we think we are to who we remember ourselves to be. Why did my first business fail? For that reason. It was who I thought I was and not who I remembered myself to be. And so as I'm sharing this with you, clarifying is then uncovering this, removing all these things that we've forgotten about, uncovering this truth and really letting that truth land like a seed as part of our, our, our path. 
And our path is really the mission, vision, and identity of what we're stepping into. And then once we started to cultivate this new identity that's emerging and birthing into the world, then we get to practice this identity, right? And integrating and embodying it by walking our path. And now that our path is clear, we can start walking, right? And so as we're starting to walk our path, we're actually on the journey of literally building our queendom or our kingdom. Walking our path is the journey of, I believe, prince or princess, right? Hood or ness if that makes sense. The journey of us going to make this impact, right? going to find this land where we're going to go build, going to start to build, and then really, really building by making an impact in the world. So that's from a high level view of finding, clarify, walking from a high level, what that looks like. Um, I'll kind of pause there and we can kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I have so many follow-up questions in each one of those, right? And, and I know, you know, something as simple as talking about a present practice, as you mentioned before, how do you even get to a point of recognizing that there's pain in your body or you're yeah. uncomfortable with something that that's a whole conversation in itself. Right. So, totally. you know, I, I do want to add the preface that this is a lot of what we're talking about is very high level. Right. Exactly. And, and, we're, and we're touching on these topics, but a lot of these do go at a, at a deeper point, but I think it's important to understand the, the, the different ideas and the ways that you can kind of, even open open the gates or open open the box to start to go down this path, right? So, exactly. you know, as you're as you're talking about this, Rob, I think, you know, and and I'm trying to uh, structure in a way that it can it can make a lot of sense for the audience, right? So you you mentioned, first of all, you know, if you feel that that un uncomfortable feeling, it's some sort of a pain. That's usually a a, a good indication of something being wrong. Right. And, yeah. and you can start to enhance that and listen to it through a presence practice. And what, and simply that could be a meditation or just sitting with yourself or identifying, contemplating, why am I feeling uncomfortable with what I'm doing? Right. Am I just chasing uh, the next thing just because it seems like the society's idea of what I should be chasing? Or is it truly true to what my heart and my soul is saying? Right. What does it feel true to me or am I just doing it because it's going to look good to other people? Um, and then you mentioned, you know, from that truth, really, then you can identify your mission and your identity, right? Because you have to, first of all, look within, and then you can start to find, uh, you know, what is it that you're supposed to, to do in this world, right? And, and, and both of those components coming together is what's going to help you, you know, kind of live and walk that path, uh, you know, once you kind of go into it and, and you find the path and clarify it. Um, so let's get, let's can, I, get, can I have one, yeah. one quick thing? Yeah, just yeah. one quick thing that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I would also share that, like, I, again, I am speaking about these three phases of the journey as if they're like, you know, like they happen quick, but it's a very high level description and it can take time. For some people, like getting out of your career, your calling could be, it could be a six month process, right, to a year. For some yeah. people, it's a one to three year journey. For some people, this could be a, a five to 10 year journey. It's, so for some people, it could be longer. So again, they're, they're kind of like, they're like milestones, right? Yeah. Or markers that we're hitting along our way, but there isn't really a timetable, right? And everyone's journey, no two journeys are alike. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. And um, I will say that, yeah, like without it being right or wrong, I think there's just the context of like, hey, the, here's what works for us and here's what doesn't work for us. Yeah. And like, let's look at it through a lens of like, what, what's working and what isn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you did because I think there's, there's a, there's a component of that that we can go deeper into, which is everyone's journey is a little different, right? And everyone's calling might uh, manifest itself in a different way. 
Um, so, so let's talk about that, right? So when you say, uh, you know, somebody going from their career to their entrepreneurial calling, right? So help us kind of perhaps give us some examples or, or help us understand, you know, what that might look like for someone, right? So someone, you know, being in a corporate setting and then moving into, you know, starting a business of their own, what, what that might look like. And have you seen situations, you know, where somebody is manifesting their entrepreneur calling within their corporate job, right? Or is it, is it always sort of binary in that way? You know what I mean? So like, I'm curious to understand, you know, what it kind of looks like in, 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 in some of the uh, people that you're working with today. Yeah. So what I would share is that, um, this pro this journey is it's a paradox. So it's meaning that it's really scary and it's really beautiful at the same time mm -hmm. simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So to give you just a couple of examples, like one of my clients uh, was an architect at a really big firm and, you know, to keep it simple, um, she was really, really good at architecture. Like very, very like, like refined in her craft and her skill. And, she just knew that like this gift, like there was more for like it to make a bigger impact in the world. And, you know, she didn't really know how to like navigate it. And she didn't know how she was going to leave her career. But the first step was that we helped her really find and clarify what her mission was and is. And really what her mission is, is to create designs that invoke creativity and to leave a positive, sustainable footprint on the planet. And like, so again, you, you can be in your career and you might even be aligned in your gifts, but you may not be aligned in your gifts and your mission. Mm. And so I believe when we bring the gifts for the mission, it's kind of like the NOS button in Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Where like <laughs> you, it, you, it really is like there's this burst of energy richness yeah. that comes through that really, really helps make this jump even, even smoother, but it's not always smooth. And so for her, like it, it, a lot of the process was clarifying, like getting to the language, right? Coming up with the language of like what the mission was and then really translating that mission into what impact it was meant to have in the marketplace. So clarifying the mission, vision, identity happens first. And then once we have the essence of that mission, we then can like bridge the language and transmutate that language into a message right into a marketing message that is aligned with what I call our soul clients. And so when we uncover who our soul client is, then we uncover the messaging, the journey for them to come work with us and really like, you know, exploring like the journey of us working together. And so that whole process took like over a year, right. To make that happen for her. And she did effectively leave her career and, you know, she didn't have any really marketing or sales skills whatsoever when she started and sales for her was something that was like a little daunting at first. But when she uncovered that like the market needed this like niche, this, this, um, when that the market needed like this mission that she was on, that like there always was a need. And once she was filling the need of what the audience needed, it was, it was really a home run. Um, so, and it, she was able to do that around her career and it was the process. It doesn't, it's not easy. Like you have to really be committed to this journey. And I also don't suggest anyone leaving their career right away either. I'm not a fan of that. I don't support that. Like 
I typically, everyone's different, um, but I typically recommend like if you are going to leave, like having you know anywhere from six to 12 months of expenses saved and typically 25 to 50% of your like revenue coming in from your calling around your career. And this way you have options, you have time, right? You have money, you have like, you have stuff coming in. And so I believe that like, it's better to monetize while you're in your career. So this way you have options and it might be a little bit harder at first, right? Um, but I think it would give you more options. And I think that's the smoothest route because I've also seen so many entrepreneurs just like leave their career and start with nothing from scratch. And it's really, really scary. And it's not necessarily the smartest decision for some people. It can work by the way. Uh, it's not for everyone though. Um, and I also see them hurt their confidence level, right? It really hurts their confidence in getting out there when they haven't monetized around their career. So I think that you need to do a little bit of both. Um, so you have options and you also put in a position where you get to build your confidence of this new identity. And you also have to meet your family needs. Right? You'll have financial needs if you have a family. Like You have to take care of all that too. And I believe there can be a win-win where you can have it all and eat it. You, know, you can have your cake and eat it too um, in, in this context. So I, does that answer your question? Again, that's a high-level example of one client, um, but that's kind of the high-level view of what a navigating the process would look like. No, it does. It absolutely does. And I think it's, it's, it's helpful to see that, right? The architect example that you showed and, and, and perhaps you know, those, what she was doing with her job wasn't uh, mutually exclusive with, with what she was supposed to do. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that I have found in my journey is that you're always evolving. You're always spiritually evolving, you know, it or not know it. Right. So you, you might not be conscious about your evolution, but because, you know, you're, you're on this planet, your soul is taking you to places that, that, that are, is going to give you the opportunity to evolve the most. Right. So a lot of times as you examine your life, a lot of things that have happened in your life have set you up to move into a higher calling. Right. And, exactly. and I would and I would even say to your point, as you were talking, I was I was reflecting on this. There's there's different levels of your calling. Right. And it's, it's yeah. saying what level of calling are you choosing? Right. Are you aligned at the highest frequency or are you aligned at the lowest frequency? Was it coming to you? you know, are you just kind of pushing through something that you think is the best uh, thing for you to do, or are you really, do you really feel it, right? Do you get energetic when you wake up in the morning? Are you super energetic about doing something, right? So, so I, I love that you walk through that because it gives us a, an example of, of one person that's saying, okay, you know, I do feel a level of uncomfortableness uh, with my work. And there's a lot of people, Rob, you know, we've, you know, when we were part of that mastermind group, you know, yep. we, we, we talked to a lot of people that, yep. you know, came into the mastermind wanting to connect with something more deeper. Right. Yep. And, and there's always a, a, a void or a, a, a part of you that says there's something more. There's something yep. more to, for me to do here. There's something more for me to discover here. And, and what you're walking us through and what you're doing is great work. Right. Because it's given uh, that emptiness a sort of a map to uncover. Right. And, and it's it's always calling you to to uh, live out your purpose. Right. Identify it. And, and I want to clarify again what I just said was just in the, the, the different levels of your purpose, right? You're always, you know, and, and, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit too, Rob. It, it, yeah. it seems to me as it's a spiral, right? You're always kind of, sometimes you go further away from your person and you purpose and then you come kind of deeper in and you go away and it's always kind of going through different versions, just like a software update, 
right? So I don't know if you've you've seen that in your journey or some of your clients. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I personally yeah. have seen that. Yeah, definitely. It's um, this journey is like the journey of like the deep, it's the deepest choosing that we're going to make in our life. Yeah. Right. We're going to like, it's, we're, we're choosing ourselves in a way we've never chosen ourselves before. Mm. And I believe to what it means to fully remember who we are is to realize that we only have one option. It's the option of soul. Mm -hmm. Like we only have one identity. It's the soul identity. Yeah. Right. And so when when we're in our life, we're constantly choosing. Yeah. Right. So we'll have times in our life where we're really choosing it. And then we'll have times where we'll be taken out and we have to be reminded that we have to choose deeper. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I totally do resonate with that. And, and it definitely does feel true. Like, and even it's part of, I totally own that too. Like I've had times where like I had to re-choose and continue to keep re-choosing. And it's definitely, it's, it's, it's a cycle, right? There's seasons, I, yeah, there's, there's seasons to this journey. Um, and so, yeah, that's totally normal. And I think it's healthy. Yeah. Um, I think we need to come a little bit out of alignment at times to like really choose deeper. Yeah. Um, and I actually don't think that's fully wrong um, either. And I think it's a moment to moment choosing. Absolutely. And, and as we're continually choosing moment to moment, like all of our other parts of ourselves that are further like remembering and coming into alignment and into like a, a, an inherent identity are like all coming together to like further choose, mm-hmm. right? It's just going deeper into this integration and deeper into this integration, more deeply integrating. Um, and when we do like, we're really like the walking, talking, living, breathing billboard yeah. of our truth. And yeah. like, we have to go through the gauntlet, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's a rite of passage to this journey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. That makes so much sense. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's the example that comes to mind. It's almost, you know, there's different versions of you, right? And and you're trying to get to the version that's closest to your soul. Uh, and, yeah. and, and you have to kind of leave some of the, the, the physical domains or some of the things that are very much ingrained in us to do, to be able to see the highest level of, of calling, right? So this is this is really important stuff, but I, you know, as I, as I, as I think about my specific journey and as I think about, you know, other people that I've met too, oftentimes uh, the overwhelming task of, of just saying, where do I go? Where do I start? You know, there's a level of paralysis that comes from that. You know what? Like, I'm just going to, you know, it's, it sounds great, but you know, I don't know if I can go on. Right. So is it, is it, you know, to your example, Rob, like you mentioned the pain was too much for you to ignore. Does it always, does it always have to be that? Or is there, you know, is there a sort of an easier way to kind of say, okay, let me, let me go down this path a little bit more. Right. Because I've, I've seen folks when they've reached, you know, they've gotten into an accident or something really bad has happened in their life for them to say, okay, you know, let me reevaluate my life and, and what I'm doing here, but does it have to be that hard? Or can it be, you know, can, can folks choose an easier way to kind of go down this road? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I don't know fully if I have the answer to that one, um, mm-hmm. speaking transparently. I do know that one of my mentors, Dr. Donnie Epstein, talks about how we can get to our path from love versus pain. Mm. Um, and I do believe there is, it is possible. Um, I do believe, though, that... Um, we're, we're entering into a time where 
there's a lot of love opening. Like we're, we're all being called to like, like open our hearts. Like there's a heart opening and a heart awakening that's happening mm-hmm. I think across the globe. Right. Because there's like, like in order for us to go deeper into the heart, we actually have to experience separateness. Mm-hmm. So like we're living in a time where like there's left and right, you know, like this or that, right. This viewpoint and that viewpoint. And so with all of this like division or divisiveness, right. Like that is part of us like further choosing love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe it can happen through love. I would say that I'm still uncovering and navigating that for myself in my journey. And yeah. the more I go deeper into my heart, the more like it does, it does feel like there is, there's a path there. Yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah, so I think that's that's my answer so far. I'm still in the inquiry on that one. It's yeah, question. no, I, I I love that. I love that, and I and I think that's that's valid, right? Because we we you know as you sort of one lens is your own individual journey, and another is when you watch someone go through their journey, and you can sort of ask them or you can investigate it. Uh, you know, when I when, when I think about this topic, there really is those two paths, right? One is of, of pain, when the pain is way too much that you say that there needs to, uh, a change oh. needs to happen. Or there is the path of you following your joy or you following the path of love, right? And, and that could that could look different for many individuals, right? So the, the, the path of pain might look like, you know, what Rob explained, where, you know, waking up every day was just so uncomfortable going to his nine to five job yeah. and working in a corporate setting just didn't, didn't, you know, it wasn't what his soul wanted. So he felt super uncomfortable and then he, and he followed it uh, to where he is today, right. To, to starting a business that felt more aligned for him. So that might look, and again, everyone's journey is different, right. And, and that might look a little different for someone else where perhaps someone's journey is to go into the corporate setting to learn, sales and leadership so then they can get into a, a place where they can use those skills for something else right so th- so there's the path of, of of the pain and what i've found in, in in certain journeys is the path of joy and and love working as well where you say what is the thing that brings me the most amount of joy right can i follow my joy from moment to moment in my day right so when you wake up in the morning you say you know what's going to bring me joy today what's going to bring me that level of excitement that i'm looking for and then you choose moment by moment by day by day and then that can you know from a micro to a macro that can come about right but you know as i'm as 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 i'm talking about this it's it's really you know that uh, even it's clarifying for me it's really those two paths that you see individuals take right it's 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 either the path of pain and the path of joy right so when when you get further into the journey itself right so say you've you've now said i'm going to now investigate and and look look deeper within Right. And, and you mentioned kind of going back to the initial part of a conversation, the practice of presence and meditation and some of the things that folks can do. Uh, you know, can you speak to that a little bit, Rob? You know, when we were thinking about just even meditation, because that, that can seem daunting to, to some individuals too, right? If you're in the path, then it becomes super easy. But, you know, my intention is for the audience that's listening, they can take one thing. Right. I, I want them to take one thing, one be one percent better out of this episode and investigate yeah. this topic a little bit more deeper. So what you know, is it is it path of hey, sit, sit down with yourself for 10 minutes, maybe journal. You know, what is it that they can take away? Then they can start to implement. There's been so many nuggets already, Rob. So I, I, I don't I'm sure folks are picking up at different points, but you know, at this point, as we get closer to ending the conversation, what is that one thing uh, that that folks can take away? Yeah, great question. Great question. I'll just keep it simple. I would just invite everyone to get really, really clear on 
what is working for you in your life and what is not. Mm-hmm. And to really look at w- what isn't working for you and why. And like get really discernful and, and really go like as deep as you can into it. Because I promise you there's a reflection. There's a lesson like life is trying to show you that you, you are here to see. Um, so yeah, that's, that's like, I think to keep it simple, just invite that. people to really, yeah, look at what is working in your life and what mm-hmm. is not working in your life and look at the, the discernment, look at the distinction between the two, the two areas in your life and really ask yourself, are the things that are driving the things that aren't working in my life, mm-hmm. right? Were they meant to be there? Mm-hmm. Or is this just maybe who I think I am and not who I really am? Yeah. Or am I doing this for another reason outside of what I think I'm doing it for? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just some base questions to like keep it simple. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's great, Rob. And it's it's so important, right? Is is the point of of contemplation and just just looking at your life and investigating it, right? Take taking some time to say, you know, am I am I heading in the right direction? Do I feel good when I wake up in the morning? And you know, yeah. the, the the journey that you shared, Rob, I think it's it's so important and so. Uh, it's in resonance with a lot of folks. Right. And, and, and I yeah. think sometimes we numb ourselves to yes. actually feeling that at all. So that's why I say, you know, do that one thing. Right. And, and you mentioned the, 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 the contemplation, you know, you can journal this what's working and what's not working yeah. because until you know, there's a problem, you can't find a solution. Right? You can't, exactly. you're not going to go on a path if you're just, you know, numbing yourself to, to that uncomfortable feeling. So I, I think, I think this, this episode, it's, it's been great. And I love that it's, touching to something that's really close to my heart, which is, mm. which is the spiritual journey and how do you actually bring that into manifestation, right? Because mm. I think what we do for work is super important. Yep. And oftentimes what's missed, it really is missed is that are we doing what's really aligned to our soul's vision, right? So, right. I, so I love the work that you do, Rob. I really do. Thank you, Brandon. So, so thank yeah. you so much uh, uh, for, for coming on the show today, Rob. Any, any uh, closing thoughts before we let you go? Yeah, thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. And um, my last closing thought is for those that are listening to this today, um, may you continue to keep saying yes to who Mm. you really are. Mm. I love that. I love that, Rob. Uh, And and how about, you know, as far as um, where we can find you, right? So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, find you on... um, Instagram, LinkedIn, email, what's your, what's, what's the best form to reach out to you if somebody wanted to talk to you? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. So first things first, like if you're listening to this and you resonated this in any way, shape or form, I would love to be connected. Um, So you can find me on any of the the social channels. So uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram uh, as Robert B. McGinnis, Robert B. McGinnis. Um, and then for those that would be interested in learning more, um, you can go visit our website, uh, www.soulsoulventurer.com. Uh, That's one word. Uh, and yeah, you can check out our website. You can learn more. Um, you can learn about our, our customers and clients' experiences with us. Um, and yeah, you know, we'd be happy to continue the conversation if you felt called. Um, there's a form on our website you could fill out too. So. Um, yeah, just inviting everyone to continue to keep saying yes. Thank you so much for having me, Tej. This means the world. And um, also want to add, like, excited about your growth too, brother. You've also grown uh, tremendously as well. And uh, just love our friendship. So, Yeah, thanks, Robert. Thanks for coming on today.